cliffcentral.com And literally do-do-do-do-do-do. I've got to tell you something. Life happens, and boy, what we saw, what we did see. Okay. Over the last day is... Yeah, Trump, the only one. Life can be fun if you really want to. Sometimes living out your dreams ain't as easy as it seems. You want to fly around the world in a Seriously, it's been a day of... Wow. Yowza. Seriously, man. Totally. So, yes, we're going to be... We got trumped. We got trumped. <laughs> um, and then we had a flash flood in Johannesburg. Work it out. A flash flood? A flash flood. Is it different from a flash flood? It's, it's a flash in the trumps, so you're confusing me from poker <laughs> and, the, and the floods. I don't know. This is uh, uh, The Unview. It's good to be with you here, of course, on cliffcentral.com and... Uh, Chatty Maddie's in studio, of course, it's going to be a packed show, wonderful things planned. But wow, Gareth Cliff was sitting there expecting to go to the Clinton rally. And Gareth is a staunch Republican. Mm. And he said to me on Saturday, he said, Alan, I've, I've actually got to uh, admit that I would actually vote. I would vote for Hillary Clinton and uh, not for the silly Trump. And he actually, <laughs> I can't believe he took it. Uh, I sat up at 3 o'clock in the morning watching this. Yeah. Um, Nothing's predictable these days, eh? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, nothing is. But I will say the following, that uh, life goes on. It does. And uh, I'm happy to be in South Africa. Mm. But I think the world kind of just basically said yesterday afternoon, you really want rain? We'll give you rain. And it was it's really sad because people lost their cars totally. going down the street. Mm. Okay, besides you, you lost your car the other day. Which went down the streets <laughs> in a very different way, but <laughs> yeah, we won't okay. go there. All right. Uh, and then the other thing is that I was reading, which is quite sad, is that there are pe- two people that drowned. Um Yesterday yeah. on the N3 highway outside the Linksfield off ramp, uh, well in that stretch, a- and the thing is that it's it's something interesting. But you know the first thing that you never do is you never try to get out of the car in that type of situation by opening the door. Really? Never. You you have to get the window, break the window, break the or get window. the window down. It's the only thing. And people drown in their cars. It's crazy. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, things have happened here in Johannesburg and in around the world, but life continues. And, of course, uh, we're not uh, here on the Unview Negative uh, in, in, in respects. We like to talk about good, positive, wonderful things, entertainment. We want to talk about uh, music. We talk about uh, the theater. We talk about food. We talk about all the magic uh, that we have uh, in this country and in the world, basically. And there's plenty of it, right? Absolutely, because it's the one and only Unview, the thin, the rich, and the fabulous. The Unview, the thin, the rich, and the fabulous on cliffcentral.com. Still haven't worked out who's the thin, who the rich, and who the fabulous is, but that'll come uh, at another point in time. My very special guest in studio is Mr. Producer himself, Bernard J. Uh, of the pantomime fame. No. Amongst of, other things. Of, right. Of, of, of the UK fame, of... Broadway fame, of the world fame, of South Africa fame, <laughs> but uh, I can't wait to have him in the studio. Such an interesting what a legend life and legend. Absolutely. Yes. And then we're going to talk about legends because I've got Stefan Tablanche, former Springbok and rugby legend, who's going to be joining me in a moment to talk about something called the uh, Rugby Legend South Africa, South African Rugby Legends, a phenomenal organization that does a lot of great work. Uh, Top Springbok joins us in the studio. We're going to do the, the tribute to Phil Collins, which mm. is happening at Empress Palace. We're going to talk about... Uh, Daphne's got another show happening. Yeah. Payback the Curry. Payback the Curry. Mark van Graan wrote it. And uh, we're going to chat to Daniel Mpilo 
Richards, who is the, the actor, the right? Actor, yeah. And then we've got uh, the one and only Claudia Henkel, former Miss South mm-hmm. Africa and the head of PR for Sun International, chatting about the Ned Bank Golf Challenge. Mm. It's a whole different field. Totally. But it's from it's rugby to golf? I'm, uh, no. You know I mean, I told you we do all things. Boys in really short shorts and then men in long, you know. Matthew. Matthew, please. What? Matthew. Let us all come down to earth, Matthew. <laughs> On the line, Stefan de Blanche is a former Springbok top Sharks player, a legend in his own right. Thank you for joining us on the line, Stefan. Welcome to the show. Steph, you there? Is Stefan there? Steph, are you there, Steph? Yeah, I'm here. Ah, here, I've got you. Sorry. I had muted you by mistake. Sorry, on the system. You know, it's, uh, you know it hasn't been a great day uh, in the world and in uh, Johannesburg. But, uh, Steph, thank you for joining us. First and foremost, I had the pleasure of spending some time with you this week, and thank you for doing the toboggan, the summer toboggan with me uh, uh, up at Misty Hills. Did you have fun? Yes, thanks, Alan. And thanks for keeping me on the line there for half an hour. I've got actually nothing to do for the rest of the day. So, but that's no, no problem at all. No, for six six saying, minutes and 40 we're seconds, Stephen. Six minutes and 40 seconds. A, I've got your time here. <laughs> we had a wonderful day on Monday. It was so much fun and, you know, going down the hill and doing it again with the, with the GoPro on my head and then in front and the cameraman and going himself. Oh. And then I wanted one for the kids with the iPhone. So, no, it was a great day and, and good fun. Stefan, of course, this is a phenomenon. You're the CEO of a phenomenal organization, South African Rugby Legends. Tell me about it. Yes, I mean, we started about 12, 14 years ago, uh, just basically as an, an old boys club for the guy after professional rugby, just somewhere to belong. Because you must understand, some of the guys play rugby half their lives, and all of a sudden you get dumped back into society and you. You, know, you, you love the game, you still want to be involved, but you know, now you have to work and you've got family and you've got kids and school runs in the morning. So, you know, we started it for the boys just to, to get together and uh, we've grown significantly over the years. Yes, we do have a lot of fun. We go overseas, we get invited to Italy, Portugal. At the moment, there's some of the boys playing in the Rugby World Cup Classics. They just beat the Lions last night, so they now will be playing in the final, possibly against the All Blacks. I mean, that's one side of the, of the, of the fun and, uh, and good things we do. But also, you know, rapid development is so topical and transformation in this country at the moment. A couple of years back, we, we stumbled across this program called Fuka Rugby in the Western Cape. You know, it started with three schools, 17 schools. Today, we've grown to eight promises, 11,500 boys playing in the systems. 228 coaches, 42 zone coordinators. I mean, and it's just a, you know, it's just a great phenomenon how these smaller schools that never had the opportunity to mm. play rugby, we created a structure for them where even if you have one team in your school, you know, you can still play in a structured league and still uh, display the talent that you that you have at school level. So even the old Model C schools, a lot of them rugby has died down. We try and revive these because they've got normally usually great facilities, and uh, it's just it's just great to see. Eight provinces this year and mm. next year. We're hoping to venture into 12, 2018, all 14 rugby provinces. Stephen, the most interesting thing here is that it's our former, or should we say, not former, well, our rugby legends that are getting involved, coaching the kids, people like yourselves. Tell us some of the other names, the top rugby names that are involved in the organization and in, in, in doing this. And then we've got over 500. And, and, and a lot more to load onto our databases. I mean, um, a lot of players retire every year. But, I mean, just the guys get involved. We have a structured rugby league, which we do. I mean, guys like Peter Miller, Dale Santon, former Springboks, 
full-time involved. But then we also just to go to smaller towns like Kraafrenet and Swallendam and Solbay, you know, they might need some rugby poles, so we'll take 10 guys there for the weekend and raise a bit of money for the school. I mean, from Shaomari, Kone Krisha, Francois Pinan's been involved before. I mean, it's magic. I mean, sure. Coach James. All these guys, and, and you know what? These guys run big businesses. Gary Tyson, he's now the CEO of the Sharks. Wayne Fiery, John Allen, Dick Mia, Jeremy Thompson. I mean, sure. the list goes on and on. These guys are just, you know, they still want to give back to the game they love. We create that platform, and and we and we use it from time to time to come and join us on a on a weekend away and to spread the gospel of the world of of of, uh, of rugby, which we so dearly love. Stephen, how can I get involved? How can members of the public listening to us right now? How can we get involved? How can we? Because I think. Rugby is first in institution. People love it. People love being involved, watching, uh, having their kids involved with it. You know, so how can we get involved? What can we do for you, Stefan? Yeah, I think that the easiest, the easiest way to get involved is just to go to the website, www.srugbyagents.com, and just go and have a look to see where we are, see where the next event is, see who's coming up. You know, a lot of people phone up. They're looking for a, a speaker yesterday. Again, someone from Mariasburg down up the West mm. Coast in the Western Cape phoned up and said, look, we're having this, you know, this, this get together for farmers. I need a speaker. I need someone because we love rugby. We just want to talk rugby. Mm. Can you send someone up for us? So, you know, just small little things like that. You know, go and come and see us when we are in the winter tents, when we are in the Harafu Nets. Come and join us for the weekend. I mean, we always, you know, have a little bit of a golf day, have fun, visit the schools. I think it's you know, great. There'll be a function at night and people can ask us some questions and just, just see, we, we normal people now, and it's great that the ex rugby players are still involved. They have an opinion now. Uh, great knowledge about the game and, uh, and they like sharing that with everyday mm. South Africans. That's what it is. It's about mentorship. That's the, the point. Stefan, uh, firstly, you're a great guy. You are a rugby legend. It's an honor to have you uh, on our show and, and uh, to, to have entered my life. But uh, I want to get involved with the Oaks and uh, yeah, let's do lots of magical things. Thank you very much, and thanks for the opportunity. And uh, yeah, let's hope we can have a great result this weekend against England. I know that the SRA will yes. be <laughs> yeah, and uh, let's hope. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Uh, that's the CEO of Thanks, SA Alan. Rugby Legends. Be good. Stefan Tablanche and uh, com. if you want to help out, if you want to go to one of the events. Um, I think it's, I just think it's really, really cool. Um, I've got to tell you something because he's not on the line. Yeah. Damn. Right. The man's in his 40s. I have, he's the most gorgeous oak. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I told him to his face. I said, you're damn gorgeous. But that's not why we're having him on the show because he's just brilliant and he's doing good stuff. This is The Unview, The Thin, The Rich and The Fabulous. And of course, something very special is happening shortly. Yeah. We've got a Phil Collins tribute show, right? Yes. Yeah. So you can hurry, love. No, you just had to wait. She said, love don't come easy. It's a game of give and take. Okay, in the studio, Victor James Chapman. He is uh, he's coming to Empress Palace uh, next week with his Phil Collins tribute show. Thank you for joining us in the studio. Thank you, Alan. Thanks, Matt. Pleasure. Yeah, thank you. So now tell me, what is this... Um, this this tri- a tribute concert is not an impersonation nope, concert. It's, it's very different. Yeah, it's we, we, we've got to understand that because <laughs> because a tribute concert is to tribute the music and and you don't wear like Tina Turner's wig. You know, you know if you're doing a Tina, you know sometimes. Oh, like, he also doesn't. Although Phil Turner. Collins as Tina Turner is a pretty sight. No, okay, right? I'm, I'm just trying to explain that, yeah. that if you're doing a Tina tribute, yeah. you got to look like Tina. You need the tassels. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'm with you. you. Do you get what I'm, I'm saying? You, yeah. But but you you play the drums. Yep. 
and you you are you sing. Yep. All right, so so we're gonna we're gonna turn full off for a moment as well. Let's just, just get full off because okay. now we've got Victor who's doing full in the studio. Okay, okay. So so you, you have a little bit of a desk and you, tell okay. us something that you're gonna sing. Give us well, a, uh, look, we we're going. It, it's been been a it's been quite a big challenge to get the of the zillions and zillions of hits, 230 million copies of albums that's out there to get. 35 years of hits all jam-packed into mm. like a two-hour show so we're doing we're doing obviously our our show is called one mm. one more night which mm. is one of, the, one of the biggest one yes. more night yes, yes, correctly, you know? and um so there's a lot of we're doing a lot of the ballads but obviously we're doing a lot of the of the very well known uh come kind of up tempo songs as mm-hmm. well you know and and there's a couple of surprises within this thing it's a whole journey so it's not just it's not just a couple of musicians getting together saying let's do twenty songs and we're going to sing them back to back and whatever the case may be and say thank you very much Phil we've actually we've scripted something together there's a lot of little um, surprises in there there's some narration some voiceovers a journey um, it's a, it's a, actually a full experience of what you probably would have got if you could get to a Phil Collins concert plus more. Um, the why Phil Collins? Is it? Are you a huge fan? What is it about Phil Collins in particular? Well, I think I think he's a very very great songwriter, and I think the combination of being a drummer and a vocalist mm-hmm. um, through all the years, there's not many of them around. There's not many guys who are great drummers who are also vocalists and they get out there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yes, there's the Sheena E and a couple of those, but as far as really really popular. Uh, vocalists who are drummers It's probably Phil Collins And of course you love his music I do love his <clears> music <throat> Favourite songs? Uh, One More Night uh, Two Worlds What about Susudio? Susudio, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. man. Yeah, That's great, a lot of brass in there We've got, we've got big brass You've got live brass? Live brass Really? Yeah? We're going to blow that song out the water Yeah that's that's a big do, one, Victor. Do you go do you go down the Genesis path at at any stage? We do, we do. Yeah. We're gonna go in, we grab, we come out. So there's a couple of Genesis things in there. Yeah. Obviously, the, you know the typical muse. I think none of them can dance, so it's quite apt to to, <laughs> oh, yeah, <she's> <laughs> to get the whole bunch of guys out there trying to do the ah, I can dance. You know, that's, oh, yeah, 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 correct, yeah. So that's there, and we, we touch on a couple of others, and never a time, and then and then we kind of come back. Um, uh, Phil Collins, in, in his Genesis time, uh, he, he did about 130 million copies, mm. which is a lot of – it's a lot of records. And then in his time, he did about 100 million. So um, that's 230 million copies of stuff out there. And what, what is fascinating about Phil Collins is – he he seems to have a little bit of an inferiority complex. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't have people like me. And I'm, really? I'm not quite sure, you know. But it doesn't matter that they've spent, you know, bought 230 million copies. But they're not, sh- you know. So he comes back with his every every time he's done his farewell tour, and he just kind of does another one. And he's, he's a little bit, he's he's a little bit um, uh, aware of his crouching back and and he can't hold the drumsticks that nasty anymore and so there's a there, there's stuff there 
um, that I found very interesting as I started studying and, 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 and scripting something together for this. So there's a, there's a lot of secrets and things that we not secrets, uh, surprises. We throw mm. into the script that people don't know about. But now this is interesting because yep. it sounds like you've kind of Stanislavskied this guy and you've gone kind of method on Phil Collins. Ah. And this is a tribute show. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, 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 no. Definitely not doing that. I'm just saying there are interesting things. Yeah. You know, there's, there's songs he's written like Billy, Don't You Lose My Number. Yeah. That if you start re- researching this and you find out, he doesn't actually know what the song's about. He says, these songs, these words just fit nicely together. So, Billy, don't you lose my number? Oh, that's cool. It's, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It kind of rhymes and it's, it's just a fun song. Mm. What's it about? I don't know. You know? So, he, there's interesting stuff that Phil Collins has done in his, in his time, you know? Sure. Now, uh, Victor, of course, the show takes place when? The show starts on Thursday, the 17th. Of November Which is next But week. Thursday doesn't matter Because Thursday is sold out okay, You can't cool. even get in on Thursday So you can if you want to And you do need to get tickets From the Friday the 18th Okay So get on to Comp your ticket And book it And it's called One More Night Yeah book it right there There's, there's tickets going out that way Tickets are moving really really Wh- fast When does it run until? It runs five shows Every weekend So the Thursday night The Friday night Saturday night there's a Sunday afternoon show and a Saturday afternoon show. Okay. So there's okay. five per weekend at the Marcellus at Emperor's Palace. For how long? Runs for up to the fourth. So it's for three weekends running. Okay. Starting next weekend, the following weekend, and the next weekend. Then it's, that's it. Fifteen shows. Fifteen shows. Now, this is what we love doing. Give me a song. All right. Let's. Uh, can you guys sing? No, no, no. Uh, you, you singing, not us. I've been trying all so long to let you know. Let you know how I feel And if I stumble, if I fall Just help me back So I can make you see Give me one more night Just one one more night One more night Cause I can wait forever. forever. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you for joining us. Victor James Thank you Chapman. Very much. The full Collins tribute show happening. The 15 shows starting from next week all Correct. over Thursday through to Sunday at Empress Palace. Not to be missed. Thank you for joining us, my friend. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alan. Thank now, you from uh, Empress Palace, we're moving off to Daphne's Theatre on the Square. And uh, yes, another very, very interesting uh, show that's coming called Pay Back the Curry. It's a Mike van Gaan's written production. Daniel Mpilo Richards is on the line. Daniel, welcome to the show. Good morning. Hello. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Daniel, tell me about Pay Back the Curry. Pay Back the Curry, uh, where do I start? Jeez, Pay Back the Curry is a one-man satirical comedy written by Mike von Kran and directed by Rob von Fieren and produced by Sivin Gessen. And, and what is the show about? What can people expect? Well, people can expect a whole lot of comedy, but um, just some reflection on where South Africa is in the present day. I play 28 different characters really? in the 70 minutes on stage. I've got a guitar, so you hear some music. And, yeah, and, and, and Theatre on the Square, where we will be performing, is my 21st venue this year. 21st venue? Yeah. That's incredible. So we've, been doing a bit of, we've been doing a tour of South Africa this year. 
which is magical. Payback the curry is is it? What is it about? Is it obviously it's payback the money we playing back, <laughs> playing on that 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 whole hashtag thing. But I mean, the different characters, I, I mean, clearly have come from all parts of South Africa. So we, I mean, we're representing every demographic in South Africa. We we jam pack it so. Anyone that watches the show is going to walk away laughing, is going to walk away a bit angry, a bit sad. Um, so you're bound to get a roller coaster of emotions when you come and watch the show. When does it run? It runs from the 24th of November to the 15th of December at Theatre on the Square, Auto in General Theatre on the Square. Mm-hmm. And you can get your tickets through Compu Tickets. Or the, um, yeah, the box office mm. at Theatre on the Square, which is 011-883-8606. Magic. Uh, Daniel, we look forward to seeing the, the, the show and, uh, and of course, uh, the shtick and the fun that you're going to go and have with it. Um, uh, yeah, what has inspired you to do this particular piece of work? And, and, and uh, well, I know that you, you obviously found the script, but to, where do you find your inspiration? Um, geez, I mean, the, the, the process of this particular script, um, was kind of has been amazing. Because Mike von Khan, uh, originally had me doing a stand-up comedy and he turned a stand-up comedy into a 70-minute theater script for me. So I'm a, I'm a professional actor and I am as versatile as they come. So if I pick up my inspiration from, Anything and everything that I witness on the streets. Which is brilliant. Payback the Curries happening at Daphne's Theatre on the Square. Or it's the Auto General, not Daphne's. But I mean, come it on. is Daphne's Theatre. No, it is Auto it's General, it's, but it's Daphne's Theatre on the Square. And uh, of course, Daniel uh, Richards, we look forward to, to seeing it. It uh, starts next week. Uh, I'll be there. 011 if you want to get a hold of the theatre. Yeah, yeah. And you can book the tickets at Compu Ticket. I wish you best of luck for the run, Daniel. Thank you so much, and please check our page out on on Facebook for any further news in the year. Okay, cool. And again, the twenty first. This is the twenty first ve- venue. One of twenty one venues he's done this year uh, on this production, yes. which is very very cool. That's amazing. Well, we look yes. forward to seeing it. Thank you so much, Daniel. Be be good, eh? Great. And have a great run. Thank you. We'll Cheers, be. friend. Bye bye. Pay back the curry. She was, you know, it, uh, that's a bit of there's a bit of sting in that. I eh? love it, yeah. Payback, yeah, I got it. it. Lots of different characters. It should be a great one. Yeah, good comedy. Absolutely. Uh, what I do love, and I, and I think that uh, that I'm going to address this to my very special guest in studio. He is Mr. Producer. Ah. Okay, hold on. Are there, yeah, not yeah. You are Mr. Producer, and okay. he's so modest. Yeah, I know, and he always has been. It's so irritating. You know, he should be as like really. They should be like, where's the red carpet for Bernard J? Where is it? Well, here we'll run out a yellow carpet, right? Anything, yes, but whatever. But he is Mr. <laughs> producer, and and the first question we'll go to Bernard J, my very special guest in studio, and the question is as follows: Isn't it great to see theatre in general just becoming more and more diverse? If it's not comedy people are going to the theater they're doing magical stuff and uh, and some of it works brilliantly and some of it's first class and some of it's not first class but at least you have an active society Hello. Hello. <laughs> how, how nice of you to have me here. If I get my headphones on correctly, I'll be good today. That's just me uh, that um, towards yeah, your mouth. Uh, I, you know, theatre is the fabulous invalid, isn't it? It's never died. It's mm. always been there. It doesn't die. It goes through ups and downs. And I think we're going through a good time at the moment in theatre, despite the economy. 
the the interesting thing is that I cannot believe how much it's growing. And you're seeing, for example, going off. I went with Matthew to the market theatre on I think it was Wednesday night. Yeah. And it was interesting to see how full it was and how packed. Um, that, 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 with young people. Absolutely. And people from all different demographics. Sure. And it wasn't an opening night. Not at all. Midweek. It was midweek. So it, it's showing you that theatre is alive and it's well and it's happening. Yes, I believe that. I believe strongly theatre is product driven. You know, mm. it's not the venue or how to get there or how far it is or how difficult it is. It's do I want to see that show? And if you're doing the right show, the public will go and find you and see it. So let's talk about the right shows. The right shows. Who knows? Yeah. I was going to say, there's, yeah, no, there's no formula for or that. Is there a for, or, or is there a formula? And this is what, I, what I'd like to ask you because, because you seem to – well, you took the Johannesburg Theatre over the 14 and a half years that you were there from a, a struggling entity to a very successful entity, okay, as a whole. They tell me. Yeah, they they yeah. tell you. I looked at the numbers. My, my, my yeah. team did that with yeah, me. Okay. Yes. With you, yes. This, yeah. but, 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 um, so how do you find or, or how do you pick what works and what is not going to work or what, what you're going to hedge your bets on? It's obviously very difficult, but I think if you're lucky enough to run a theatre for a period of time, which I was, so you can plan well in advance and you can pick and choose, you have to look at trends. You know, and mm. for a while there, we saw that dance shows were working very well. Okay. Modern dance shows. I mean, popular type dance shows. Um, and I think that was because a new generation was coming into the theatre and it crossed language barriers. Mm. There wasn't a problem with coming in and understanding dance. So I did do a lot of dance shows. And then, you know, the, the eighth time you bring spirit of a dance back to the country, you see the audience is dwindling a bit. And it says, okay, maybe eight times was enough. <laughs> um, you, you watch trends very carefully. All right, so you're watching your trends. And, of course, we, we're seeing a lot of the, the tribute shows, which was also very big at the Joburg Theatre at, at one point in time. We, just, we saw the, the Queen stuff. We saw things like um, Michael, Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson Whitney, Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston and, uh, the Beatles. Yes. Um, again, that was people love reminiscing or remembering the past in some sense. And maybe that's why you picked that particular. It seems so, but I think also there's got to be a really good standard to it. I Mm. think people don't want to see just a tribute show where somebody's impersonating. I mean, you were just talking about Mm -hmm. that now. Um, They want to see a big production. Mm. Uh, And I think we were lucky and we got to work with Showtime Australia, who seem to be like the king of these mm. shows now. Mm. And they just up their production standard every year. So people knew they were coming to see a spectacular as well as hearing songs that they loved, hopefully. I was very, very happy to see that you're bringing back the Whitney Houston uh, show. Uh, I forget, I'll get the exact wording uh, or the name of it. The, the interesting thing there is that I couldn't believe how incredible that show was. Um, did you ever see it? I didn't, unfortunately. It's coming. It's, it is incredible. It is um, the greatest love of all, the Whitney Houston show. And I, w- I was blown away. Because firstly, I, I thought, okay, it's going to be quite, quite nice. But when you see – I thought um, that the, the artist outdid Whitney, actually. Belinda Davis. Yeah, Belinda Davis. Yeah, and Port Elizabeth girl. No yeah. way. Yeah. No, yeah. seriously. She's incredible, isn't incredible. she? Incredible. Mm. So, so I'd seen it on opening, and I thought, ugh. We were so blown away by it that I'd, I'd see, I went and saw uh, on two other occasions, yeah. 
And then I had the whole family come and see it because we all love Whitney. But it was so interesting because, again, that market is very much your, your, I found there was a lot of, obviously, cross markets, but a lot of colored people, a lot of Lebanese people, a lot of, like, the Whitney freaks and fans, black people for that matter. But that was that market. Um, when, on the other hand, the Beatles was a very different market and older. So, again, so it's obviously then filling up the theater with, okay, well, this month, Perhaps only a certain amount of people can afford it. Uh, well, in terms of, you know, it's a, sh- it's a show for, maybe I get this wrong, but at this month, we can't expect people to buy three sets of tickets. So maybe what we'll do is we'll have this market, a pro- a start of the show for this market, the middle of the month for that market. Is that, is that how you <laughs> think about it as well? Well, again, it, you know, if you're lucky enough to run one venue, you can afford to be able to plan like that. Mm. So, yes, certainly, in, in, in this economy, you don't expect people to come back every week to a theater. Yeah, they just can't. can't afford to. So we tried. I tried very hard to balance the product and there. And to use different markets. But also yeah. to build a new audience. One was mm. always very conscious of that. That, That's you know, you need to put things on the stage that will bring people into the theater for the first time. And then if they fall in love with the magic of theatre, which, mm. of course, I did many years ago, then hopefully they'll come back. But you must give them a standard, but you must also yeah. say you can try and come to the theatre. It is for you. Don't mm. think it's for other people. Mm. I, I'm going to come to an interesting question before we get into your life, into your start of this <laughs> magical career. It takes okay. a long time. <laughs> it is a long life. Um, is it, have we lost theatre etiquette? And and how has it changed and how do we teach people? For example, I was at the pantomime, which was exceptional, by the way, on Thank Sunday. You. Thank you. And it's very clear that the, it says, please don't take video footage and please don't take photos. Um, and the interesting thing is um, when you, for example, are in a space, do you tap them on the shoulder and say, please stop taking the photographs? Do you know I, yeah. I don't. I mean, because, you know, as a producer, I think it would be the wrong thing to do. Look, I don't think we've really lost etiquette. I think etiquette changes. I think that word is a word mm. that, that is, a, is one of those flowing words that it's will malleable. change. Yeah. Every mm. three years, it means something totally mm. different. So obviously, especially to the younger audience that we're getting in now, thank goodness, and tempting them to come to the theater, they don't know what that means, theater etiquette. Mm. You know, there was a mm. time when we wore bow ties and dinner jackets and all had champagne before the show started. Yes. And that was theater etiquette. Now, that's not what we do. We encourage people now to go on their cell phones and to go on to Twitter if they like it and be immediately mm. saying we love it. And therefore, by the well, the middle of the first night of the pantomime on Sunday, we were trending mm. and we were number one in South Africa. Yes. So, you know, who am I to say, please don't use your cell phones? But be because res- respect the yeah. person next to you. So don't be kind of checking mm. your emails all the time and certainly don't and, and answer that, a phone call. And that mm. light, because that light yes. is when you're watching the stage. It's the light that bothers you. It's very distracting. No, never mind the audience member. I'm, I'm coming from the perspective of being on stage now. Yes. So it is, as an actor, it can be incredibly distracting. But I think therein Correct. lies another challenge and an adaptation that the actors need to make now. Well, you know. it's got to be tolerant, but, but sure. also what you can do. I mean, in, in Joburg Theatre, the upstairs is called The Circle. And so for some while, when I was there, we called mm. it The Social Circle. <laughs> and everybody that wanted to be social throughout the show, in whatever way they wanted to do it, was sat up in the circle so they didn't annoy the people in the stalls. And yeah. they didn't annoy the actors because mm. there was a good distance. So I think what you have to do is you have to work with it. You mm. have to acknowledge that that's your audience nowadays. Try and teach them to respect the person next to them 
but not say, you know, you, you must stop doing what you love doing. For sure. Your, your greatest production that you've done in the past, let's say, 10 years, what have you loved? Well, listen, okay, I've, <laughs> I've got to do this with you. Okay, please. This is like asking okay. a, a no, mother no, no, who her no, favorite no. child is. Well, I can, I can ask the mother who was, a, was one of her least favorite children because, <laughs> because I can ask the mother that I think I was in a production that was one of her least favorite children. Debbie Tuss Dallas. <laughs> which with, was one of the... <laughs> weren't you Caprice's leading man? <laughs> oh, goodness gracious me. I showed fembeling, Donna. But it was, <laughs> now I said to myself, I would never, ever do it again. But never say never, because maybe I'll be a fairy in one of the panthers in the next 25 years, but we never know. I was hoping the dame, actually, but that's another conversation we must have. But here's the thing, is that it's it's so interesting that, okay, it's hard work. Theatre, I've done many television shows, many documentaries and many radio programs. This was the hardest thing I've ever done. For a number of reasons. First, I'm not trained in it. Secondly, it is, it is, you know, you have to be on point. You can't, you can't fluff for one second. No, there's no you know, second take. I mean, I must have missed a, a ball thrown at me every second show. Well, if I remember rightly, there was a lot of fluffing going on at Debbie Does Dallas, <laughs> but I think it was a different kind it wasn't of fluffing, musical. actually. Yes. And I, wanna, I think it was the point of it. But you, but you know what, Bennett, I, I did learn a lesson that it's, and that is why I, after seeing a phenomenal musical or panto or musical production, I, I stand up immediately because I know how hard it is. It is so, so difficult. So difficult. Yeah. I, you know, I love actors. I say it all the time. I always tell it to the actors I work with and I admire them so much. I don't know how they do it. And I think, you know, my longevity, maybe that's the word, mm. um, as a producer and being privileged enough to stay in this business, I think it's because I love actors and I know that without them I wouldn't have a job. Mm. You know, I just don't know how they. I mean, the pantomime now they do nine performances a week. Matt, you know, of it's, course, you know. It's, I mean, how I know, do they manage lose to do weight. that? You can't lose weight. Yeah. After I've had my meetings or watched a rehearsal or whatever I need to do, I can go home and have a whiskey. And I sit there thinking, these actors have got to do that show all over again now. But it's a wonderful feeling because they are incredible human beings, mm. actors. But you, you, you know, as a, as a producer, and actors will appreciate this, you allow their hearts to sing. You know, you enable that. You give them that platform. And I think that's, that's what actors want. They, they don't, they don't care. They don't care that they can't go home and have their, their whiskey because they, they're getting to do something else that you can't do. Well, yes, you absolutely. Know? And so, thank you for putting it that way. But yeah. yeah, when I watched them on stage on a first night, like we were there on Sunday and I sit at the back and I see people stand up and applaud and scream and cheer. It's the best feeling in the world. Mm. And I think, well, that for me must be what they're feeling up there every day doing it. Mm. It was so wonderful. Because I, I, I took um, my brother's two kids um, and my mom, and they were so excited. They can't wait for the next experience of where I'm going to take them to the next theater experience. Mm. Um, it was that, you know, and that brings me so much joy because I think so very often that I don't see it through the eyes of that child. Mm -hmm. Okay. But they know the rules. You know, there's no, because they were drinking the water like that. So there are people behind you. That water goes down now. And it's a six year old and a four year old. <laughs> you know, there's rules. But, um, but they loved it. And I think it's not just the panther. I took them to see Annie as well. And of course, there's lots of magical children's theater. But it is the, 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 it's the imagination, but it's not on a TV screen. Mm. It's, it's in front of you. 
these characters exist. Yeah. There's, nothing, there's nothing comparable to live theater yeah. because you just <clears throat> have to realize that you're seeing something that nobody else is ever going to see in exactly the same way. It's not like a movie screen that shows exactly the same thing. Every single performance is different. And so you're experiencing it with just maybe 1,000 people in that venue, something quite unique. I love – what I love about Panto, I remember Janice saying this to us. Remember that your actor or your audience is that is that is that – that, that additional actor. Mm. So, you know, as an audience member in a panto, you're walking in there and you're owning a part of that experience. Yes. There's, there's a real symbiosis between what goes on on stage and what the, the audience choose to, you know, whether they choose to participate or not. Yeah. And I think it's such a, it's such a magic but moment. That's Janice Honeyman's brilliance. Isn't Absolutely. It? She understands that, I think, better than anybody yeah. else at all. And that's during rehearsals period. You see that happening already mm. with no audience there, but you see exactly what she's talking about sure. and how she explains that to the actors. Mm. Yes. So, of course, um, uh, we're going to see a lot of magical things happening in the next and upcoming year. Tell us about what can we expect. We, we just saw Saturday Night Fever. Yes. Okay. How did that go? Yeah, uh, people liked it, I'm glad to say. I, mm -hmm. think, I think it went well. We got fairly good reviews. And uh, I thought it was a show, again, show Matt knows very well. I thought it was a show that was worth doing again here. I think, you know, eight years between productions and we got the rights to do our own production mm. of it and to reinterpret it a bit. I felt it was a little bit of musical theater history that was worth doing again. And, of course, my my well, my last two years uh, has been spent very much now putting the color purple together. Mm. It's been a long-term project for me. And those plans are changing all the time because I'm glad to say there's a big demand for the show in this country. So we're, we're changing dates and changing itineraries mm. all the time with the color purple. And it, it, it will we, get here. Okay, it, will it will get, get here. It's, yes, definitely it will get here. Okay. So we're not going to see it uh, next year, at the, early next year as it stands? Uh, as it stands at the moment, uh, we're trying to replan so that we can put an entire national tour together mm. oh because the theatres are asking for it. But also the office in the United States, Oprah Winfrey's office, that mm. actually controls that mm. show, also wants to see us use it more than just one venue. Mm. So we're all working together now to look at future dates where we can string a whole tour together. Uh, but it's definitely going to happen. Yes, definitely. People don't understand it when you're behind the, in front of the camera, or you're, you know, that when you're producing, things change all the time. Yes. You know, I had a series that's meant to start in April. It's now starting in July. Yes. Okay. And and all of a sudden there is a performer that says to me, or someone that's in the show, one of the presenters, that it goes, yeah, but you said to me it's April, but I'm sorry that Caitnet changed their schedule. <laughs> It's not my, and the sponsor that didn't come through. These things happen. Yes, and you have um, to go with the that's, flow. And that's yes. the producer's job because they, because you're, you're the puppet master in many respects because you're controlling every aspect besides just what happens on stage. You're controlling all the aspects of it, the finances, the payments. It's, it's, it is the pressure that, that, that is the hardest job of all. I think I've always felt the job of a producer is just like being the CEO of a company. What mm. you've got to do is put that wonderful team together mm. uh, uh, to work with you and then give them the tools to wit with which to work and hand it over to them at that time. But, yes, you've got to be the person that actually gives them the reason to do mm. it. And if you can stay on a tour for six months rather than do one venue, it seems to make more sense for everybody. For sure. And sometimes, you're, like you say, your hands are tied by the rights holders. 
Yes. You know? The riceholders and venue availability Absolutely. and sponsorship and all these things and finding the right cast, of putting course. the right team together. You know? But I'm very happy to say the, the, uh, the Greatest Love of All Whitney Houston show is, is happening. Yes. That is yes. going to be phenomenal. Yes. yes. Uh, it's a show Davids. I love working oh. with. And, and She's brilliant. Matt. Matt, you have never, really. It's very cool. My very special guest here at Cliff Central uh, is uh, the one and only Mr. Producer, Bernard J. Uh, he's got the panto happening at the moment, Robin Hood. Mm. I'm uh, off to see it tomorrow. Uh, I, I can't wait. It was brilliant. Robin Hood and the babes in the woods. The babes in the woods. And the confusing everyone. <laughs> the ba- I had to match the story. I was like, yes. I, I got it, got it, got it in the end. Not in the end, actually. I mean, come here to be got silly. But, um, but, but what, the sets are brilliant. The whole thing is really cool. But we'll discuss that in a moment. He's my very special guest in studio. I just thought, uh, while we take a quick little break, uh, we'll uh, play a bit of uh, Whitney Houston's I'm Every Woman because it is done by uh, Belinda Davids brilliantly uh, on that stage. And, um, yeah, this is uh, The Unview, The Thin, The Rich and The Fabulous. And also we'll chat to Claudia Henkel in a moment. And that is a show not to be missed. It's coming up soon. When is it happening, Bernard? Uh, it's it's happening in in Durban at the Sibaya over Christmas time, and then we'll come to Pretoria, then goes off to Germany, then come back comes back here in 2018 at Empress Palace. There's a lot of touring dates for for Whitney Houston show. My very special guest in studio is of course uh, Bernard J, Mr. Producer himself. We have Chatty Maddie as well. Uh, we're going to just do a little quick uh, side turn just mm. to chat about other things that are happening in and around the country. On the line, uh, I'm very happy to welcome to the show former Miss South Africa, Claudia Henkel. And, of course, she's also the head of PR for Sun International. It is the start of the Nedbank Golf Challenge. It's a very different golfing uh, festival this year. Uh, how are you doing, Claudia? Welcome to the show. Hi, Alan. Thank you for having me. Claudia, what can we expect? I mean, this is a whole different field. This is, a, this is now the European tour. Uh, the race to Dubai, actually. An, uh, exactly that. It's an incredible year. Um, it's an exciting year. It's a very different year. So we, um, the NetBank Golf Challenge is now part of the European Tour and the race to Dubai, which basically means that um, the guys that come here score points in order for them to um, improve their rankings. I mean, for golf enthusiasts, uh, who are some of the big names that are there? And I'll, I'll be there uh, you know, over the weekend, but, but who are the big names? Oh. Um, we've got incredible names this year. Um, unfortunately, Mark Leishman wasn't able to defend his title this year. But for me in particular, we've got Thomas Peters from Belgium. Um, I think he is a, a, a phenomenon in terms of the golfing fraternity at the moment because he is one of the rookies that, uh, actually the second rookie to win all his matches um, and stay unbeaten. And then, of course, our South African representatives. So, Charles Schwarzel, Jakob van Sale, and, of course, um, Louis Oosthuizen. Um, I think uh, everyone is betting on uh, Jakub van Sel, and then of course Shoal Swartzel. But as long as he keeps his swing smooth and accurate, I think he's got a, a great chance, a great contender. I've got to say, Claudia, from from you and I many years ago discussing beauty pageants and the, the world of <laughs> <laughs> you are discussing That's golf cool. swings. <laughs> Things have I changed. Listen, I hand, my handicap is a twenty-four now, so I've got to keep a keep aware of what's going on in the golfing world. Claudia, um, uh, again, it's a very exciting time for Sun City. Uh, you had the opening of the entertainment center, and I believe it looks completely, super, you know, beautiful, and it's 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 completely different. 
Uh, we also see that, uh, that of course, the Nedbank Challenge still has all the different pe- groups of people that come in, the families that come in. Uh, you've got all the celebrities that, that, that are around yes. there. Do you have all the Miss South Africa's popping in the, the finalists? Absolutely. The finalists will be joining us on Sunday. It's also a very exciting year because we've decided to extend the semi-finalists. So we mm. will only be announcing the top 12 in January. So okay. we have 26 beautiful girls. And let me be honest with you, I'm going to put on my beauty queen hat at this point. <laughs> the girls this year are incredible. Well, I mean, we, I mean, not to be funny, but you, you had a Miss World in the last couple of years. So it's, uh, we, we expect a lot more uh, coming exactly. up. Exactly. Well, that's exactly it. We want another Miss World. So the girls this year are um, you know, they're incredible. I think it's a tough competition. Um, I actually, you know, when you have a group of girls, you can always see the standouts. This year, I'm actually flabbergasted in terms of the, the caliber of girls that we have. It's very exciting. Claudia, again, it's a time for families to come along. You can purchase tickets. You can come to walk the field. You can go and swim in the Valley of Waves. If, you know, it's, even if people can't stay, because I know the accommodation is 100% full, you can come up. Please. It's not a far drive from Johannesburg or from Rustenburg or from, from those places, from Pretoria for that matter. No, absolutely not. From Rustenburg. And also there's a lot of accommodation available just 20 minutes from Sun City. But additional to that, Sun City is almost a, a city on its own and it's only an hour and a half out of Pretoria and Johannesburg. So if you get in your car in the morning and you come through, there's a multitude of activities to do here for the the ones that aren't golf enthusiasts, um, the Valley of Waves has just launched two new slides. Uh, Sun Central, which is the new entertainment center, is open. Um, the, there's been refurbishment in the various uh, cabanas and the mm. pool areas. So there is so much to do here. Um, and I think that it is an uh, opportunity missed out if you don't get in your car and drive through. Claudia, um, I am going to go back to your beauty queen hat for a second. Did you have the pleasure when you went to Miss Universe? Because uh, you were top to make, uh, well, you did make it into the top 10. But I mean, did you meet Donald Trump, by the way? <laughs> I was waiting for that question. <laughs> Unfortunately, the year that I attended Miss Universe, he was, he didn't attend, um, the Thailand, but it was in Thailand when I attended Miss Universe and he didn't attend that year. So I didn't have the, uh, the privilege to, to meet him. The new so president of the United States. <laughs> yeah, things yeah. Are, are interesting. Some people say some say it would be a missed opportunity, some say it would be a privilege, others would say otherwise. I'm just going to be completely objective and not say anything. Very, very good. In Enjoy the Nedbank Golf Challenge happening uh, at the moment. Cloudy Henkel, thank you for joining me on the show. Thanks, Alan. We'll see you on the weekend. Cheers, love. Be good. Bye-bye. Cloudy Henkel, former Miss South Africa, went off to the Miss Universe. I, I had to ask the question. Of course. I had to ask the question. I mean, a, 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 a male who potentially wears a little bit more self-tan than, 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 than a, a beauty pageant. I, I tell you, you know? I, I know who did meet him, Vanessa Carrera. I'm going to get her oh, on really? the show next week. Yeah. I'm going to ask Vanessa what he was like. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, the world is interesting as, as things change all the time. Crazy. and It's life, and that's the way it does go. My very special guest, Bernard Jay, is in studio. Bernard, your you know, it's interesting looking at your at your life and at your profile and at your biog. But it was so interesting to see that um, in the seventies, Richard Gere and Elaine Page uh, worked or worked with you uh, in one of the first productions of Greece in London. Yes, the first one. 
Yes. The first one. The, the oh. first one, I think 73, 74, mm. I was working with Paul Elliott and Duncan Weldon, the producers, and they got the right, I was general manager there, and they got the rights to Greece, and we couldn't cast it in London. We couldn't cast the lead. We auditioned everybody for about six months, mm. and we couldn't find a Danny Zuko, and the American producers that we were working with at the time, and the show was still a hit on Broadway, actually said, if you fly over tomorrow to New York, we we will put our understudy on um, because we think he's fabulous. He's just joined the cast about a month ago. We think he's brilliant. He's probably not going to get a chance to take over uh, on Broadway. Come and see him. And I think he was like 18 and never heard of him and literally flew over to New York to see this guy called Richard Gere. No. Yeah, who, who was put on as the understudy so the British producers could actually see did they think he was any good. And I think about two weeks later we had a contract with Richard to do the first three months of, of Greece in London. So it was really quite exciting because he was totally unknown. He was, it was one, I think, his first, first Broadway job as an understudy. What is it like to see and to work with these people that you see in the, the start of their careers and then they fly to success? Do they, do, they, do they change? I mean, do their personalities change? Do their humility, does the humility change? I think just, and, and what is the lesson in it? I, I think just like people in any other career, I, you know, I guess Donald Trump has changed since he got his first, mm. first job in, 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 in building a hotel or whatever. Um, there's some change and some don't. If I'm privileged enough or lucky enough to stay in touch with them, you sometimes meet people who have become big stars and you meet them 30 years later and it's just like – when you first met them, mm. there are others that are totally different. That then pretend they never met you, you know, because you're not up there with them. Um, I, I, I kept in touch with Richard for quite a long while, mm. and he was adorable. And when I went to New York, we would sometimes get a coffee together, but I haven't seen him for a long, long while now. So I, I don't know. And of course, Elaine Page. Oh, Elaine, uh, I keep in touch with very regularly. Yeah, mm. Elaine is Elaine Page. I don't think she's ever changed. I absolutely adore her. She's just a lady who totally believes in show business mm. and the magic of show business and lives and breathes it the whole time. The, the, the other thing here in, in the lesson that perhaps you've seen is that, that humility does stand and, and being kind and, uh, and, you know, coming down to earth and not, you know, not always thinking that you, you know, that you're bigger than the, the game because you're never bigger than the game, are you? No, of course not. And I mean, you know, even if your name is the attraction as the big star in the show, one day people are going to stop coming. It doesn't go on forever. Mm, it doesn't go know? on forever. And you're going to have to realize that you've brought some people in, but you're no longer doing it. Mm. I think it's terribly important. And relevancy also changes because your audience changes. So when you're all of a sudden 20, Richard again to 25, and Richard Gere at 55, you're two different people and two different audiences. And two, do you know what I mean? And, and you've got to go with that because, you know, you're not a Kardashian. Mm. You know, it's I mean, not like they're the best. I'm just saying, you know, you're not. And then we look at other things in you. What are some of the proudest moments that you can tell us about for you personally? Proudest? <laughs> I, I think my proudest moment, you know, is, is being here talking to you and still knowing that I've survived in an industry that I think is all about survival. Mm. So if I've still survived, it's my 53rd year now in this industry. And if I'm still surviving and somebody as good as you says, come in and talk to me, I'm kind of proud of that. But the real truth is, you know, every, in the theater, every time I have a first night, and I can sit there and think, did I contribute to this? Was it good? Is my stamp on it? And did the audience enjoy it? If those questions can be ticked off in the positive, then I'm, I'm hugely proud. I go home 
full of pride. You know. Have an extra tot of that whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll, we'll have a bottle one night. And so all of a sudden, it's it's the it's London. It's then going in the in the seventies and eighties to 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 New York, yeah, yeah. and then it's coming to head up Percy Tucker's computer ticket in South Africa. You know, you're leaving two big major fields to come and play in a smaller, beautiful field. But, but you, why, why did you make that choice? What, what happened? Well, it was all connected with uh, uh, an actor you may remember called Divine. And um, Divine was an actor, and then we got this business in the disco business where he had, I think, 67 hit singles or something. Mm. Um, he was huge and, and appeared in movies, uh, uh, in playing female roles. And I got to know him in the 70s and ended up being his manager mm. for 12 years and took him around the world 32 times and did all the movies with him. And, and uh, it was a kind of love-hate relationship, but we were very dependent on each other. And he suddenly died at the age of 42, very suddenly, just as his, I think, the biggest fame was about to hit in Married with Children, the TV show. Um, and after that, you know, after 12 years of being in our pockets together mm. and, and being so dependent seven days a week with each other, uh, I just thought once he died, I needed time to rethink, to rethink my own career, get over the idea that I no longer managed to find the drag mm. star, you know. So I just decided I wanted to go somewhere else. And it was 1993, and who wouldn't have wanted to come to South Africa? You know, this country... Bernadette came to South Africa, people were running away from South Africa. Yeah. I mean, this is yeah. interesting. It was going to blow itself up, or it was going to be one of the most amazing historic moments of our time. Fortunately, it was that. Mm. And I came on a year's contract, and I wanted to be here in 1994. So I came in 1993, I took this year's contract, and I've been here ever since, and I'm absolutely in love with it. I'm, I'm a South African now. This is where, my home. It's where I belong. And you've, yeah. and you've contributed to the theatre in, in beyond... What is it, your advice for people that want to enter this world, the world of entertainment, the world of theater, the world of acting, the world of producing? What is your advice? What would you say to them? Look, I think you have to have the passion to be in the entertainment industry, whatever it is you're doing mm -hmm. in the entertainment industry. You have to have passion. And if you have passion, it will keep you going. So don't let it knock you down. Keep working at it. Keep getting better at it. Don't rest on your laurels. But don't lose that passion. And the minute you found you have done, which, of course, a lot of people that go into the entertainment industry lose the passion quite quickly, then get out of it. You don't belong in it. You know, if you mm. don't have passion mm. every day to do it. And I think what my own life is based on is that passion. But I get up every morning and want to be part of the theater business. And if I'm not suddenly in those times, you know, between shows or something that you're not, I'm lost. I don't know who I am. I'm, I'm a lost individual. Mm. I've got the passion for this industry that drives me 24 hours a day. And I think that's what everybody needs to have to survive in this industry. And now your independent production company, are you excited to be working across the board, different theatres? Yes, it's lovely. Um, it, it's lovely that I'm still needed and I'm still wanted. And it's, it's especially lovely to go back to Joburg Theatre again. You know, they, they were kind enough to say when I left as CEO, they said, continue to produce the pantomimes with Janice. Mm. And that's what I love doing, like the Carmen Panto. And the theatre's, you know, 10 minutes from where I live. And it's like going home. Mm. It really is. I love working at Joburg Theatre. Well, Ben and Jay, thank you for joining us. 
Thank you very much. The for pantomime me. is absolutely exceptional. Thank I you. can't wait for Pinocchio next year, oh. and uh, and for more of the magic that is it's going Pinocchio. to. Sorry, bit of a moment there. Yeah, yeah, because you, yeah, 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 you were Pinocchio, was, uh, yeah. and uh, and of course, maybe see you. You just continue to make magic in this country because and, and and a lot of your stuff has gone around the world. But thank you. Thank you for what you've done for South African theatre, for artists, for creating jobs, for, for, for inspiring people, and more importantly, for showing your inability to, to be and to create and to, to basically grow the magic. Absolutely. I sound like an MNET ad. <laughs> but it is there, <laughs> seriously, it is there 30 years, but that's what magic's about. Thank you. Bernard J is my very special guest in studio, and thank you for joining us here on the Unview. It's really good to have you. It's been fun. And it's, uh, it's been, been absolutely wonderful. Stephen DeBlanc, don't forget www.sarugbylegends.com. Victor Chapman's happening, uh, of course, at Empress Palace next week. Uh, Phil Collins tribute. We've got to pay back the curry. Um, Theatre on the Square. Theatre on the Square. We've got, uh, of course, the Nedbank Golf Challenge happening this weekend. And, of course, don't miss the pantomime. Please, it is absolutely... You're going to see it. I'm eh? seeing it tomorrow. Oh, it's brilliant. I'm there. It is so brilliant. I wish they could do it in Cape Town as well. Because all those Cape Town kids are missing out. Yeah. But can I tell you something? fly up, yeah. If I lived in Cape Town, I would come and bring, bring the kids up for a weekend mm. and to make it a beautiful Joe Burke experience. Absolutely. Do the, do the, uh, the uh, perhaps the Apartheid Museum. Go and see the panto. There's lots to do in Joburg. Yeah, totally. Anyway, to all of us, uh, uh, to all of you out there, and from all of us, uh, we have uh, had a great time being with you. And of course, we're back next week with Claire Johnson Ooh. talking about the Magic of Mango Group. The new album's come out, mm. and uh, and lots of other wonderful, crazy things, including uh, the Eat Out Awards. Yes, with Abigail. Yeah, Donnelly. She's going to be talking about top, top chefs. It's going to be food, glorious food. Hey, kind of, kind of like it. This has been the Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous. My name is Alan Ford, and it's been great being with you here on CliffCentral.com. The Unview, the thin, the rich, and the fabulous on cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.